stay here and keep out of trouble. Welcome to the Brick City Blockade Podcast. There's the blockade. Join Robin Vogt and Sean Michaud. The ability to destroy a planet is insignificant next to the power of the Force. As they break down that galaxy far, far away. What's up, guys? Welcome back, and let's jump right into it. Yeah, that's right, Sean. Welcome back to the Brick City Blockade Star Wars Podcast. We got so much to talk about this week, and Sean, like you just said, let's jump right into this discussion. We got something from Star Wars Episode Eight. We got an official title, Sean. We do. What is it called? It's called The Last Jedi. Now, ooh, now we don't know what this could possibly mean, folks. There have been a lot of speculations around what the meaning of The Last Jedi could be. Possibly, we've seen it used used in crawl text in episode mm-hmm. seven we've heard mention of yeah. it from supreme leader snoke on this episode we're going to be breaking down everything the last jedi some some theories everything else that's involved with star wars episode eight now sean one of the first things i want to gauge you on is what do you think of the title and what do you think the term the last jedi probably means the last jedi i actually really love this jumping back from the other titles that we got that was stupid but this i, I love this i uh, knew the last jedi it sounds like like it's either a possibility of one Jedi or more because or more than one Jedi because we see as speculations Jedi could be you know, plural or singular singular noun basically and I just love it what do you think we know Ray and Luke are going to go on a journey in Star Wars episode 8 we know that Ray most likely from what we have seen is going to become a Jedi now where this where this places Luke we know we're going to see him a lot I know Scott mm-hmm. Inch he has said to me multiple times and you guys can go over to talk in Star Wars from last time we need a lot of Luke in Star we Wars do. episode 8 and I totally believe that the last Jedi is referring to Luke we've seen Whoa. it mentioned well, we ca- we've seen it mentioned in, the, in Empire Strikes Back. Or Return of the Jedi. I mean, Return of the Jedi. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, fans. <laughs> no, it's okay, because Yoda appeared, of course, in both of them. You're not the only one. I've seen multiple people online. Cool thing about that title is that, yeah, does it probably refer to Luke as the last Jedi? As we hear Yoda utter before he, of course, becomes one with the Force, passes on in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it probably does mean him. However, if Luke is training young Jedi once again, obviously something happened with Kylo Ren or Ben Solo at the yeah. time. And the younglings just did not make it. That young academy that he had just did not make it. We don't know if they, if, if they're if they're alive. Uh, or we don't know. We don't know anything yet. Uh, yeah, because then I guess that's another way of looking at the title is we, that the last Jedi could mean there were multiple Jedi being trained at that time, and they're still out there somewhere hiding. Maybe or Luke is hiding them somewhere, and maybe you'll see more Jedi in the last Jedi. Wow, that would be really interesting. That's a really interesting point, Sean. Yeah, but I think total conclusion here. I think the last jedi most likely is referring to luke we got some great stuff from ryan johnson that instagram picture that yeah. he put up the thing that intrigued me robin mm-hmm. was the color of the text oh yes let's it was that down. it was not yellow it was red and we normally see yellow and it's new it's like why is this red so it was like i'm guessing something going with with a set so i don't know who either ray or it just freaking me out <laughs> yeah there is a lot going on with that title you bring up a great point sean is that the colors in the first thing i thought back to when i saw the red title was the original revenge of the jedi which was therefore became return of the jedi that originally had a red title so it's kind of interesting that they're kind of piggybacking off of that red title does it mean something we've heard 
Ryan Johnson. We've heard Lucasfilm coming right off of Rogue One, which we were told was going to be a dark war film. Yeah. Now we're coming right into The Last Jedi. This is probably yeah. going to be a dark film. Yeah, and I well, think just that title color is helping that out. It will, I think we're going to see a lot of angry Ray or Luke. Right, yeah, because Luke is easily, of course, of his father's past and everything, the dark side still resides within him somewhere in terms of genetics and whatever else. So yeah, I could totally see that playing into it. I think the red text obviously means something. And I saw there's a great tweet out there. Somebody put out a message to Ryan Johnson and said, well, the posters has the red title, but is the crawl text going to have red title? He's like, no, I'm not an anarchist. I'm not going to make the, the text <laughs> what? red. He was, I was like, I just thought that was fascinating that fans are getting so into just even the simplicities of a red colored text I d- and breaking it down. Yeah, I, d- I did see a theory on someone posted on Facebook that back in The Force Awakens, Luke was called a, a Last Jedi and someone on Facebook said, I don't know who it was, but said um, it kind of backs up the theory with, because Luke is the last Skywalker and this, and this is the Skywalker trilogy for the next one. Right. So pe- right. people backtracking as Luke and Rey are related. Yeah. I, I, I don't, yeah, know, I, I don't know about that, but interesting it, it, theory. it's an interesting theory, but we'll wait and see. Right. So people are what you're basically saying, and I've seen it also on Twitter as well. I've seen other people mention this. Of course, Kathleen Kennedy comes out right after all this, and she says that, yeah, this is the next episode in the Skywalker saga. So it's going to be interesting to see whether that does play out. Does this confirm that Rey is either Luke's own daughter? I don't know. It'll be curious to see what direction they go down with this. Or is she from other descendancies within the Skywalker family? I think Luke has a pretty good understanding of what the dark side is and how much power it has. And how much influence is it going to take to Rey? Which is really interesting. Yeah. I, I don't see him training her in just the light. I think that he's going to say, this is what it's like when your anger comes out like she had with Kylo Ren on Starkiller Base. That anger yeah. came out and it was just, you could totally see her switching. She went from a promising Jedi to an agent of the dark in some ways. And it was just so fascinating. And I totally believe Luke is going to show her both sides of the Force just to have her kind maybe, of adapt maybe, to it. Maybe Luke had the ways of the Sith, uh, the dark side to the young kids. If the, if the, he was if he was training younger Jedi and those Jedi become the Knights of Ren. Great point. There is a very good chance, just even from this title alone, Sean, and I'm going to get, I want to hear your perspective on this. I'm so glad you bring up the Knights of Ren because maybe this title alone being read has a lot more meaning to some of the backstory we're going to get about the Knights of Ren. Yeah. One of the first things I thought of, I thought of a lot of things when I saw that for the red colored text, and I know we're really breaking it down, Star Wars fans, so we want to hear what you think. Head on over to Twitter at BrickCitySWPC. Make sure to send out some tweets and let us know what you're thinking at this moment while you're listening to the episode. When I first saw that text, I thought right back to Kylo Ren's crossguard lightsaber. Yeah, that was I, one I of the, the red lightsaber thought, Vader, Palpatine, Kylo Ren, Darth Revan. I was going really back to like the traditional Sith feel to it. And I'm mm-hmm. just wondering if they're going to explore the Knights of Ren in their backstory. Because maybe, like you said, Sean, and the Knights of Ren were part of Luke's academy. And Luke got so dark with his training, talking even about Vader. He, his father, he left them. And they were just completely exposed to it. Or they sided with whatever he was talking about. Maybe he, they felt bad for Vader. Maybe they're just a Vader fanboy group. I don't know. <laughs> they're like the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC had, had a fanboy group and a fangirl group. Episode 8 is going to be fascinating in terms of what side of the Force they explore. Force Ghosts of Yoda, probably at this point. I would uh, almost guarantee yeah. it with the way that Episode 8 is being scripted and, and the way the direction it's and going. And maybe uh, Obi-Wan, maybe. I would love to see Force Ghosts of Obi-Wan. Sean, we are just saying all this based off of the color yeah. of the title. I mean, it's there's just so much to break down I'm when 
when it comes to this title. And we did we did get a fake trailer, mm. and we were kind of disappointed. Hopefully soon we'll get a new trailer teaser. We don't know when. That'll give us more information about this whole movie, The Last Jedi. Uh, that's something I also want to talk to you about, Sean, and you guys can send your thoughts over on Facebook as well. Make sure to like the Brick City Blockade Star Wars Podcast Network and make sure to friend request Sean and I on there if you guys have any questions concerning this. But, Sean, I wanted to gauge you with Episode Eight right around the corner, and we know that we've now got the title. Probably a teaser is coming very, very Four soon. counting. And it's also up on our on our uh, page, too, the countdown, yeah. to when it comes out, so you guys can go over to our blog page and check that out. Sean, everything is... Being thrown at us right now, right in our faces. We're gonna get a teaser soon. I totally believe it. They've got so Dur- much just hype. Dur- or just during Super Bowl. Yeah, they- Dur- during a halftime, right before Lady Gaga performs. Yeah, or, just- or right after. Yeah, just just kind of tease it right now because they've got everybody on. Actually, I'd rather have it after because it would, mm. it would be anticipated. Everyone's watching Lady Gaga. I think it would be a perfect time to use it. So with that in mind. If we get a teaser very soon, whether it's before Super Bowl, whether it's during Super Bowl, whether it's just before Celebration, what does Lucasfilm have to show us in this teaser trailer to get fans hooked? We're coming off of Rogue One. What do they have to provide, Sean, in this teaser trailer to get fans back to, okay, Rogue One was a standalone. This is the main course. This is the next episode. I think they have to do not too much, but I think they need Luke, I think. Just maybe a face or his lightsaber, his green lightsaber, or maybe Maybe with Ray and Luke meditating or something. Well, with, uh, with the Force Tree. Yeah, that would be really cool. Just something simple, something that would get the fans back into this universe once again. I totally agree with that. We do need to see a lot of Luke in this teaser. We didn't get much Luke in Episode 7. Well, he was in it for five minutes. <laughs> right? Not even that. No. And J.J. Abrams sat down with Ryan Johnson beforehand and said, Listen, we're going to put Luke in at the very end. Ray's going to be trying to hand him the lightsaber and everything. And your job is going to be to pick it up and have Luke say, the first line then we would have to speculate based on what is he gonna say is it gonna be a positive thing is it gonna be a negative thing is he gonna be confused it was like seeing vader in the rogue one trailer you needed vader in there somewhere to grab fans yeah that's why the numbers showed what they did because people wanted to see vader it's people want to see luke in this next film they need to put luke in the next teaser yeah. trailer or full trailer another question i had robin is will it be using a new soundtrack for the trailer or or just a revisited song I don't, yeah. I don't, people don't want to get spoiled with the music either. So will they be using an old, like, Empire Strikes Back or something, or Return of the Jedi, or, or something new? What do you think? I would not be surprised if in the teaser trailer, not the full trailer, in the teaser trailer, I know there was that fan trailer we saw. There were certain aspects of it, Sean, that I know you said you didn't really like, no. but other aspects you really did like. And one of those aspects of it that you did like is the use of the Vader theme. Yeah to really just build up the dark side and to try to push forward what The Last Jedi probably means. I totally believe that in the first teaser trailer, they're going to mix Luke's theme with, with Vader's Vader. theme. Oh, that'd be because cool. that would be yeah. the family connective tissue. We know how Star Wars works their music. Yeah. We know in Sean's great musical ears here, he knows how to break it down. Yeah. That's why we have him on as our music guy. Lucasfilm is one of the best at composing music and giving us little tidbits that might get us hooked and might give us some clues into what this film is going to portray. Yeah, I totally agree. It's just like the race theme is in uh Yeah, theme, part of Anakin's theme, theme in, in episode three. One of the and best I hope, I hope they translate to that kind of more type of music. I want like a Revenge of the Sith type music. John Williams is one of the best and I think Michael Giacchino in Rogue One did this beautifully is he knew how to tie in past themes 
into this newer generation of music. Yeah, we're back into the Star Wars universe again, and we're back into these Skywalker saga films, which means we got John Williams at the helm of this thing again. John Williams composed probably, I'm going to say, and I'm going to say this way ahead of time, Star Wars Episode Eight will be the best soundtrack of all. I hope it's true. Now that we finally have a title, The Last Jedi, I totally believe, I, I mean, I love the title of Space Bears, don't get me wrong, I think we should have went into this with the title of Space Bears. Space Bears. Uh, but the cool thing about The Last Jedi is that Ryan Johnson is great at sticking true to what the title of the film means. T take a look at Zero Dark Thirty, and it's true because it's talking about, uh, it's actually based on a true story and war film and it's stay true to this title yeah the so the title was it's very good, i think it's gonna be the same thing with this new movie i know there's a lot of theories out there and you guys can share mm. them with us on facebook twitter instagram wherever else a lot of theories out there what saying the that even qui-gon jinn might even make an appearance whether it's in the force tree or somewhere else because he was the first to find reincarnation through the force i mean i, I feel like lee meeson would not say anything and he, he hasn't been spotted on set or anything so we don't know it would make sense though in that no sense it would because he's one of those actors that like you said Sean he just does not say anything he keeps everything behind the scenes and Ryan Johnson is somebody who would not open his mouth about something like the Instagram post that said the last Jedi with the crawl text it was harmless it got Star Wars fans pumped but it didn't do anything for the film to ruin it that's the beauty of it everything up to this point he hasn't ruined the film he's no. just given us little nuggets and, and that picture it's taking a picture on a video not of a it's coming from a imported of a video so that could be the pre-trailer Right. So the teaser trailer. Yeah, absolutely. He could have been teasing us the teaser trailer, which is kind of cool because, I mean, we're getting into the point now where Disney is a marketing machine. They are now relying on directors and actors and everything else, not to spoil the movie or to spoil major aspects of it, but to give little teasers along the way to say, hey guys, there's this movie coming out, Star Wars Episode Eight, really soon, and you guys are going to have to check it out because it's going to be a great movie. I mean, it's not just like Force Awakens the first day everyone had took a picture oh everybody's sitting the, around the script yeah. screen and yeah no that's true of course i mean at this point we already had a force awakens teaser we had the title and everything i would not be surprised if star wars and lucasfilm doesn't stick to that at this point i don't see them taking advantage of all the hype and trying to scale it back in any kind of way they're gonna keep this thing riding they're gonna keep it riding all the way to celebration they're gonna give us teasers they're gonna give us behind the scenes because, stuff. because last year we thought during the super bowl we thought rogue one was gonna have a trailer it was not until during during uh, summer, right? Yeah, just uh, actually celebration. Celebration, we, we yeah. saw our first teaser. Well, we didn't really see the teaser. Everybody in London got to see the teaser. Yeah. We got the other, whatever that clip thing was that they put together, the <laughs> montage that they put together of behind the scenes that we had seen 20 no, times. No, but I really hope they about. have a, a teaser trail soon. People need to know about this movie. And I think it's going to get people hyped up, especially with Luke and Rey. Like you said, again, with this light and dark and more more about the dark side. So I think it's going to help a lot if we get this trailer soon. We're going to talk and, about Supreme Leader Snoke. We're going to break down all these other characters. And another not a small piece I'm a little excited because Tom Hardy's supposed to be in this movie. Ooh. I love Tom Hardy. So We'll discuss that with Tom Hardy and everything. I know we just started talking about it. Yeah. We were talking about Star Wars Collectibles Vintage Viewport. Enjoy this, guys. This is his collector's insight. And we'll be right back. Hi, this is Chris Letty with the Vintage Viewport. Thanks to the network for including me in the Star Wars analysis. I'm happy to be here and hope to provide some collecting knowledge to the show. Now, I want to bring this discussion back back to the beginning of Star Wars collecting and the original 12. What are the original 12? 
They were the first 12 action figures released by Kenner in 1978. Included in that initial wave of Star Wars characters were Luke Skywalker, R2-D2, Ben Obi-Wan Kenobi, Chewbacca, Darth Vader, Death Squad Commander, Han Solo, Jawa, Princess Leia Organa, C-3PO, Stormtrooper, and Tusken Raider. These 12 figures flew off retail shelves and gave kids a way to recreate scenes from the movie and make up their own adventures. They helped Star Wars be an everyday thing for millions of fans. Little did people know then how desirable these little figures would be 40 years later. With this being the 40th anniversary year of the release of Star Wars, the collecting scene has been flush with new collectors and people getting excited for anything Star Wars. Completing a set of loose figures from this first wave of 12 seems to be a popular way to get into vintage collecting. Doing a little research online for images and eBay sold items will give you some sense of market value and appearance. It's good to set guidelines and goals in this venture. Do you want just the figures? Do you want them complete with their accessories? Is condition going to be an issue? All these questions factor in on how much you'll be spending. A set of the 12 figures loose can be had for as little as $50, $60, but can balloon to thousands of dollars if pristine mint is desired. The demand for these original 12 figures is driving up values almost weekly, it seems. Some of the best places to find vintage figures are at local collectibles, comic shops, on Craigslist, or on Star Wars collecting Facebook groups. You could even try finding them at flea markets, yard sales, or antique shops. Good luck with your toy runs and shoot me a question anytime. The thrill of the hunt is what I enjoy most. That's why I can't stop searching. This collecting bug is quite addictive, especially when you love the source material so much. I'll be getting into more tips and details on vintage collecting, as well as delving into the various aspects of the hobby each segment. Oh, and one last note related to modern collecting. There are rumors that Hasbro may release the original 12 figures in the Black Series 6-inch line, either as a set or as con exclusives. The only figures not released or announced yet are the Jawa and Death Squad Commander. Now Hasbro, if you're listening, this would be a great idea, especially if released in vintage-style packaging. I guess we'll see what they do. Imagine having your vintage figures displayed alongside your 6-inch Black Series. I sure can. This has been the Vintage Viewport. I look forward to this collaboration with the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network and JediScavenger.com. You can find me on Twitter at Vintage Viewport and Christopher James Letty on Facebook. Thanks again and happy hunting, Star Wars fans. Hey guys, it's Robin from the Brick City Blockade Star Wars Podcast, and I want to talk quickly about our good friends over at O'Neill Cinemas at Brickyard Square, just off of Route 101 in Epping, New Hampshire. Now, Sean and I on the podcast, we love to go and see our Star Wars films, but we also are just your average moviegoers, and we love to see animated films and really, really in-depth films over at O'Neill Cinemas. So they've done a wonderful job of promoting the podcast, and we're just returning the favor, and we really want you guys to go over to O'NeillCinemas.com and MovieTickets.com and get your tickets. They really know how to put on a show. So make sure to go over there, like their page on Facebook, follow them on Twitter, and show them the love.
Hey guys, welcome back to the second half of the Brick City Blockade Star Wars Podcast, episode 12. I hope you guys picked up some great Star Wars collecting insight from our friend over there at Vintage Viewport Star Wars Collecting. Now, Sean, one of the things we talked about and one of the things I think we have to bring up in the second half here are some character breakdowns in terms of what we're going to see in Star Wars Episode 8, The Last Jedi. I think the first character that we should talk about is Snoke and his role in Episode 8. Eight. What are you thinking? What do you think Snoke's uh, role is going to be here, Sean, in Episode 8? He's going to have a much bigger role than what he had in, in The Force Awakens. We're going to get a lot of insight of how Snoke got the Knights of Ren together. And and yeah, I think Snoke's going to be a lot of great fun to hear his story. I, I want to le- learn more about him because we didn't get much of in The Force Awakens or even the novel. And I think we should find out how he became Snoke. Maybe we'll get that. Maybe not. We'll, we'll find out. It's going to be cool to see some Snoke backstory. I totally totally believe Star Wars Episode 8 The Last Jedi is going to give some backstory in Star Wars Episode 8 The Last Jedi to Supreme Leader Snoke. I would not be surprised if we finally get an answer. One of the big theories coming out of Star Wars Episode 7 is Supreme Leader Snoke Darth Plagueis. Is he another agent of the dark side that was able to escape to the Outer Rim? Do we get an answer to that in Star Wars Episode 8? I probably think so. Is it going to be the answer that Star Wars fans want? Probably Probably not. not. Probably not. They're just going to say that Supreme Leader Snoke is either an agent of the dark side or somebody who understands the dark side and it has just existed for many, he's, many he's years. He's going to get a bigger title than just Supreme Leader Snoke. I don't know what kind of title that will be and we'll find out. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see. And all you Star Wars theorists out there that have been behind the Darth Plagueis, I am somebody who would love to see Supreme Leader Snoke be Darth Plagueis. I don't think they're going to do it. I think they're just going to leave Again, it to Supreme do, Leader Snoke. Is he going to be actually physical in it? Because we see him as a hologram. So we don't know even how tall he is in, in reality. By the way... Uh, Rogue One did get nominated for the for the Oscars for Best CGI, so good luck for, to them. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see, and that brings up a really good point, is that since they, Rogue One got nominated for CGI standards and everything, would it make sense that Star Wars Episode Eight is going to have some CGI and it's going to do I some mean, pretty of, revolutionary things? Of course things? it will. All the uh, CGI is a little bit more than uh, The Force Awakens, I think. Just a little bit more. Just, just because how dark it's going to be, and we don't know all the places it's going to be, and all the different species, maybe new species is going to get we'll find out yeah there's a lot to break down when it comes to appearances of certain things within star wars canon into star wars episode 8 you bring up a great point sean though that we are going to i totally believe we are going to see a little bit more cgi in this film we've seen from leaked set photos and some press releases that have shown some set pieces from dubrovnik i just i just don't want them to overdo it though (laughs) right because they kind of did that with the vengeance they overdone it a little bit especially the the anakin versus obi-wan fight it was kind of overdone when they're fighting on lava and it was like kind of tacky it was so cool fight it doesn't have to be overdone to be successful one of the major things is that and of course we've seen it again in the leaked pictures and in some reports of a lot of green screen being present on some of these sets it would not surprise me if cgi is being focused on some of those set pieces when we're talking about possibly a resistance battle or whether we're talking about the inclusion of Supreme Leader Snoke in a larger scale. I don't see puppeteering playing into a larger scale battle, or even 
a larger scale appearance, um, I think they would have to revert back. And I again, you, you brought this up, Sean, and I'm so glad you did. I don't want to see them switch between puppet and CGI. No, I mean, I don't think they're going to do that, though. I mean, they're not stars. Ryan Johnson is not dumb to do that because <laughs> we value them as as own character, basically. And everyone's not going to like this thing or that thing or people don't like the prequels. A lot of people do like the prequels. Everyone has opinions. And I think, like you said, Star Wars fans have a very vast opinion on sh- they show their expressions. I mean, I, more, more, say, more than Star Trek yeah, fans. I was, I was going to say that, too. <laughs> Sorry, I know that there are some Star Trek, Star Wars fans, but guys, Star Wars is clearly one of the best franchises out there. I mean, that's just how it is. Fans really get their voice out there. We know how to express. We know how to be positive. We know how to be negative at times, even though we like to focus on the positives. Again, we don't know everything. We're just here to speculate on everything happening within this universe in a galaxy far, far away. Mm -hmm. A character that we love, I know that was one of the lines you just said, Sean, a character that we love that we cannot wait to see in this film is Rey. Yeah, I mean, this, she needs to be talked about. It's very, she's very, gonna be, I mean, she is the most, one of the most important characters in this new trilogy. Like you said, I think Rey's gonna, or like I said, <laughs> she's gonna be. Yeah, you said that. I was gonna, I think she's gonna be playing dark, I think. I just have this very, very opinion. I, I don't know why. Yeah, sorry, I, 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 I really love the idea. I just don't want her to be kind of like Anakin going to the dark. I want her having a, gr- a good point to go to the dark side. She has to have a purpose to go to the dark side is basically what you're saying. Yeah. And I totally agree with that. I, t- I am on the same bandwagon as you, Sean. Ray going to the dark side would make me so happy in so many different ways. I, d- I know I, that I, sounds sad. I but... just don't want I don't want Kylo Ren to go to the the lights at I uh, it, I just don't like the, the switch thing the switch idea <laughs> that makes a lot of sense I mean, a lot I, of Star Wars fans are on you on that just that theory, here's that theory I'm gonna I think Rey is gonna like I said I think Rey's gonna become a, a Sith and overtake Kylo Ren and just kill him in episode 9 I'm, I'm going way ahead <laughs> you, heard, you, you heard it here first folks <laughs> you heard it on the Brick City Blockade podcast first Sean is on the part where Rey beca- turns to the dark side and takes over Kylo Ren's place what Luke did in do with Vader when Palpatine tried to convince him to join the dark side of the force and become his next apprentice. Something that Luke did not even do, which would also play into the title of The Last Jedi in some ways. You're saying episode 9, I'm starting to wonder if we might get it even sooner and then get some backstory. However, that's only speculating. That's a theory. That's what this whole episode is about, is about breaking down some theories. Ray is definitely going to explore the dark side in this episode in some way. I said it earlier in the first half of this episode. I totally believe she probably will in some ways explore the dark side. Whether she goes to it, I don't know. Rey's character is going to be so important in Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last mm-hmm. Jedi. Because if we do find out that Luke is not the last Jedi, or Luke somehow sad enough, I'm going to have my tissues out, if Luke is killed off or something. Just seeing all those memes recently. Oh, do not geez. kill Luke. Do not kill Luke. Do not kill it. I mean, but we have to keep that in mind because The Last Jedi could mean Rey in some way. It could not be both of them at all. It could be someone new. Right, it could be somebody new. We don't know, but Rey's character is going to play into the title and is going to play into the in so many different ways. She is our main character. We are focused on her throughout this film. 
I know we're going to get some more about Fen and Poe, which we're going yeah. to discuss, and their journey, whether that's going to be trying to run away or trying to find Captain Phasma because she got back out there. I don't know. We're going to break that down a little bit. Ray is her backstory, and just to find out possibly what her lineage is, is the focus of Star Wars Episode Eight. It doesn't have to be the main focus, no. but it has to move the story forward. If it can't move I mean, the story it, it, forward, it we're could be in the main focus of episode nine. Right, right, of course, that, and that would make a lot of sense at the same time. But I think episode eight has a lot riding on it for Ray. We'll have to see. Movies in December. Yeah. There's another character we do have to talk about, and I think we should talk about them collectively, Sean, yeah. because they are on a journey together. And I totally believe again that Phasma is going to play a major role into what they're a, doing. A, a as bigger well. role. She's going to play a bigger role. So we're talking Finn, and we're talking Poe, and we're talking about their relationship. It's sounds like to me they're going to be on their own journey with the resistance the resistance yeah. is going to give them a, a journey of their own they're going to have a job that they're I, going to have to accomplish and it sounds like to me we're finally going to get the true captain phasma she got her way out of the garbage pile wherever it was on some, the circular some, base. she somehow got it i just saw gwendolyn christie on the imdb that she's coming back as phasma so maybe we'll even get something about how she escaped Star take Killer her base. off her helmet i would love to see her yeah, like, I mean, she doesn't have to. No, no, she doesn't have to, but I think that would be kind of cool to see underneath the mask. There's going to be an underlining journey between Finn and Poe that we're going to explore that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Mm -hmm. I, I don't see them making Finn and Poe's journey or whatever mission they're running for the Resistance being a boring one. I think there's going to be some great humor in there. I mean, obviously, I mean, we, Chewbacca is going to be. I Chewbacca is going to be part of that Finn and Poe mission, and have R two with Ray and Luke. Exactly, and and then BB eight would be with, of course, the Resistance. Resistance, yeah. We saw the chemistry between Finn and Poe, of course, at the beginning of Force Awakens when they're yeah. escaping Kylo Ren's flagship and they steal the Tie Fighter. I mean, just that relationship there is something I want to see play out more in Star Wars. So, episode do, eight. Robin, do you think we're going to have uh, Ray and uh, Finn reunite again? In episode eight, or with uh, Poe, yeah, sorry. I don't know if we'll see Finn and I mean, Ray reunite once I mean, again. like it's kind of it's kind of like a Lord of the Rings when when they all get separated into two towers and they don't meet again till Return of the King. So I mean, I don't, I wouldn't mind if they don't meet again. I would love to see more of the, their friendship again. If, if if that will be a friendship again, we don't know. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting to see play out, Sean. You bring up a really good point, is that do we have to see Finn and Rey reunited in The Last Jedi? No, we don't no. have to see them reunited. We don't have to see something until Episode Nine. Rey does say at the end of Force Awakens that I will see you again soon, my yeah, friend. Yeah, we don't know that when. Is a gr we don't know when. She didn't say a specific time. She didn't say we're going to meet at Starbucks <laughs> for a coffee and we're going to talk about our lives the so next day. So going Finn. <laughs> like an impromptu meetup at starbucks i think the way ray left it in episode seven is starting to tease us towards yeah they're not going to see each other in this they're on their own separate missions do they run into each other at the end maybe, maybe. that's something that we could discuss later on down the road we don't, here, know, Sean, we don't know their outcomes of the movie either so right and that's a lot to speculate on but i think episode nine is is a safe bet that we are going to see ray and finn together once again it would make a lot of sense yeah. I mean, Return of the Jedi brought Luke and Leia back together again. It also brought a lot of our favorite characters, Lando Calrissian and everything else. They brought them all back together again for that episode, mm -hmm. Han Solo. I mean, you it would make sense that Nine would be the reunite episode. Now, another reunion I think we do have to talk about before we get into Captain Phasma, yeah. and I did not put it in the notes or some of our discussion. Like we have notes. <laughs> yeah, like we do notes, is Luke and Leia. Yeah. How are they going to approach the reuniting 
of Luke and Leia in this film? Do we get it in a teaser trailer? Do we get it in the full-fledged trailer? Or do we have to wait until maybe halfway through this film to get that reuniting? Because I talked with Scott about it on Talking Star Wars. You guys can go mm. over to SoundCloud again and listen to that. I Just the way they're going to have to approach that. I mean, I know I'm going to have tissues with me. And no, I'm going to start getting God. really, we, really we teary at that moment. We both are going to do that. Especially with Carrie Fisher. But... And I think it holds a lot more now. Where do you think, Sean, they're going to place that within the film? I know it's a lot of speculation. Or do you think we might even see it in a teaser to grab fans after everything that has happened to come to the theater? I know that sounds like a very narcissistic approach. I don't think, I don't think they're going to do that. It's, it, Carrie Fisher would not want that. I mean... I mean, it's Carrie Fisher. I think for Luke and Leia, I think they're going to play, like you said, somewhere in the middle. I don't think it's going to be straight off because not saying Leia is not going to be, the, she's not the main focus of this movie. She, she's going to be in it. We don't know her outcome at all, especially what happened after Carrie Fisher passed away. So I, I think, he's, like you said, she's going to be like in the middle somewhere meeting. I don't know how they're going to meet. Either Luke's going to get angry at her or... Or they're going to hug kind of like Han and Leia did. I'm almost starting to think that the reuniting of Luke and Leia is going to take place at a Han Solo funeral procession. I am a firm believer. I think the Dubrovnik set was most likely Karelia. And that is where the funeral procession is going to take place. Obviously, there's going to be some action there. It totally makes sense that the First Order would probably attack Karelia. Where, I mean, every leader of the Resistance is there. It would, be a, it would be a mission that the First Order would have to carry out. It's not going to happen right away. I know people said that they wouldn't be surprised if a Han Solo funeral procession opens up the film. It's not going to no. take place then. Rey knows what happened to Han, and I think well, she's she going to... <laughs> right. Well, she, of course. think she's going to tell Luke on Octo, and he's not going to be happy about it, and he's going to have to be reunited with his sister once again and to comfort uh, him. I don't think you, he's, he's going to have to. He's going to have to be part of it, and I even, think... Even though he doesn't want... I think he doesn't want to be there, but he's going to have to be there. He's gonna. I think he's going to make himself try to go. <laughs> you, yeah, no, that's very true. I would not be surprised if Luke is not convinced that he wants to go back to Han Solo's funeral procession and everything, and that he wants to... I mean, even though he's part a, of he, it, but... He's, he's Jedi. He, he, he might already know. He's already, he already feels it. Right, yeah. We, with, we, within we see himself. With, with Leia, kind of new. So, and Luke has more power than Leia. Right, so. so maybe he didn't feel it through the Force. That's an interesting theory that I had not thought about, that maybe Rey is going to bring it up to Luke when and he's she like, goes I, to And he's him. like, I already know about this. Don't talk to me, or something like that. Yeah, I think he almost gets a little snappy about it, and he says, I don't want to be part of it. I don't want to go to the funeral procession. I don't and want any part maybe, of whatever. Maybe the funeral happening. will be at the end, and, and Luke actually will go. I don't want to. I mean, I, I would like to have it better in the middle. Yeah, no, that would make a lot of sense. Not, now that you're talking about it, Sean, and now that you're bringing it up, I could see where Luke's resistance, and that's not a pun or anything, his resistance to wanting to go to Han's funeral, I could see totally where he would not want to be part of it. He's secluded himself so much from everything in his past. He's been told by Yoda that he has to relieve himself of the past and that he has to continue on his own journey. Kind of like Obi-Wan did. Yeah, very similar to Obi-Wan. And I would not be surprised if he does have a lot, a lot of second thought about even wanting to go to a Han Solo um, funeral I mean, he, service and everything. He, he could not even show up at all. And Leia gets mad and she goes off and find, finds him. Yeah, that brother-sister relationship is going to rear its ugly head pretty quick in Star Wars Episode Eight. We're yeah. going to see a lot of Luke and Leia going back and forth. A lot of snapping turtles there. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. Snapping turtles? <laughs> they get... Oh, okay. I see what you're trying to do with it. 
Uh, maybe we will see. I, I'm going to shake his hand right now, guys. I'm shaking it right now that we will see snapping turtles on the planet <laughs> or some kind of turtle-like creature in Star Wars. We just made a bet about it. Next character we have to break down, and it's one of the final characters I really want to talk about here, Sean, is Captain Phasma herself. I know we've been teasing this throughout the episode. Again, I know I've been talking with Brian and Chris. You and I have talked about it a lot coming out of episode 7. How much of a disappointment Gwendolyn Christie was in that episode, and it wasn't her fault. I totally think J.J. Abrams underused the character of Captain Phasma and with how I, they marketed it. And how Ryan Johnson's do better. I want her character kind of like, like her character in Game of Thrones. And maybe we'll see Captain Phasma with... Tom Hardy together, and I think there's another, another actor is gonna be. I don't, I don't remember the name, but I think she's gonna bring on two other stormtroopers. Are yeah, there's to, to be involved because she's probably not, of course, not gonna trust them. Right, but with Poe and Finn. Right. One of the other things I want to mention is that the character of Captain Phasma cannot disappoint us in Episode Eight. I don't think Ryan Johnson is going to disappoint us in terms of how he's going to use her. She is going to be relentless. She's going to be taking out everybody in her way of getting to Finn because mm -hmm. that is the one that is still sitting on her mind. It is the stormtrooper that ended up leaving the First Order and was on her list from the beginning when he left and decided to side with the Resistance the rest of the way and ran into Poe and everything. I think her goal is to try to avenge what Finn did to her on Starkiller Base. On Kylo Ren's yeah. list, Finn is up there. Okay. Finn is really high up on his list of people he wants off whatever their overall plan is going to be. I think I think it's going to be very important to see Captain Phasma getting... I, I would love to see her emotions in this. It's, yeah, her emotions are going to be really, really key to the success of that character. And th there is also another character i like to mention, how they're going to... I don't know how they're going to use her mm -hmm. as Maz. Can, can oh, I Maz Kanata. I don't know yeah. how... I think, I think that one speculation I have is that Poe and Finn are going to meet Maz again and oh. and have her tell her what or have maybe have uh, Maz get in contact with Yoda maybe as a force ghost. Right, because obviously she's connected to the force in some yeah. way. She really does understand it. the relationship. I would like to see. I'm so glad you brought up Maz Kanata because of course she says to Han Solo in the bottom of the of the bar on Takadana, mm -hmm. she says, "Here, take this." And Han's like, "Where did you get that?" And we're talking, yeah. of course, about Anakin, Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber. Of course, yeah. then became Luke's. Yeah. And she says, "Another story for another time." Yeah. A great story for another time. What I would love to see with Maz Kanata is her meet with Luke Skywalker. And Luke yeah. say, what the heck? How did were you able to obtain that thing? It was attached to my hand <laughs> on Bespin and was cut off and was floating in mid-space. How did you get your paws on that lightsaber? Let Not saying Maz Kanata has dirty paws. But... Let me tell you about this story. <laughs> no, I mean, no. there's just so much backstory to that. Just alone, I mean, I don't want to talk about Luke's severed hand all the time. We have enough cut-off limbs in Star Wars. Just the backstory to how that saber got into Maz Kanata's hand. Did she have to go to a spaceport into some pawn shop or something and she found it by accident? Was it calling to her, like she says to Rey, that the saber was calling to you? Maz Kanata's one with the Force. Was the saber calling to her? In some way, I think, like we said, I think, Yo like even though I think Yoda told her when she's 
connected with Yoda. I think Yoda told because Yoda knows everything. <laughs> You're right. And I, yeah, I think Yoda's gonna tell her. And she's going to go off and get it. And maybe she'll find Luke. Yeah, so what you're saying is that there's even a bigger backstory to Maz I mean, Kanata that we don't know about. Yeah, I think Luke and Maz already know each other. Wow. You want to talk about another book or a novel? I mean, you could talk about Maz Kanata's search for Luke or, of course, his father before him. Call it Ma- Maz's search or something. Maz's search, Maz's journey. Something crazy. I mean, something that's really going to attach Star Wars fans to it. Do we get some backstory in Episode Eight around that? Maybe briefly, but I think maybe in the novelization world, I'll talk to Scott Inch about it, but there could be some canon content that might come out that might give us some backstory on that. There is just so much going on with these Mm -hmm. characters in Star Wars Episode Eight. We want you guys to head over to the Brick City Blockade on Twitter, at BrickCitySWPC. Like our page on Facebook. Make sure to check out our blog page for in-depth articles surrounding the Star Wars universe. You can listen to our episodes over on the Blogspot page. Make sure to share all that information with your friends, family, and subscribe on iTunes to the podcast. Sean, you had something to quickly add here before we call this Episode 12 a wrap. I just can't wait for this movie. That's all. <laughs> there's, so, there's so much to talk about, and I think even though in future episodes of our podcast, we're going to be talking about more about this when it comes more things that are going to be coming out trailer maybe poster maybe it, it will be it's going to be interesting in the past next month i think i think in this next month in february i think we're going to get something big the last jedi we want to hear from you guys again go over to twitter facebook instagram share your thoughts on what you think about the title make sure to check out our poll about the title on twitter it is still up and make sure to share your opinions. So I guess there's a little bit of time called... Oh, wait a second. It's called... Plug Plug Time! Sean, where can the good people in the Star Wars community find you on social media? They can find me at SeanMichelle1 on Twitter. Follow me on Zone2434 on Instagram. Friend me on Facebook. Look at my music on SoundCloud, Bandcamp. We already went through all this. <laughs> <laughs> where can they find you? Uh, they can find me, Robin Vote of the Brick City Blockade Star Wars podcast on Twitter. At MrVoteTweet. You guys can go over to Facebook. Send me a friend request so we can talk Star Wars. Make sure to like my official page on Facebook. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at the official vote. Find out my next article coming out. I'm going to break down the natural world of the force even more. I have my Ray theory up there that you guys can check out, but I'm going to break down the natural force itself. So make sure to see that coming up very soon. We want to thank again Christopher Letty mm-hmm. for his collector segment. You guys can listen to that every episode here on the Brick City Blockade Star Wars podcast. Make sure to check out everything that we are doing that involves the Star Wars community and the Star Wars universe in a galaxy far, far away. Thank you guys for listening to Brick City Blockade podcast episode 12. May, May the, the force, force be, be with, with you. you. Always. <laughs>